Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. We're so excited about our very first interview with somebody that we have looked up to for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. She's super knowledgeable, super wise, and just just a cool human. Like, it was so fun and empowering talking to her. And I think she gives a lot of insight on um, consciousness and maybe uh, astrology. If you are curious about that or kind of like stepping into that world or maybe you've been stepped into that world for a while, um, she's a great intro into that. Yeah. Yeah. And listening to your intuition. And she calls herself an intuitive astrologer, Mm -hmm. spiritual teacher, and a consciousness guide. And we talked about Saturn return. So we, we really did a deep dive into that, into this episode. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun because my mom and I have been more and more diving into the idea of consciousness and um, stepping out of like, this might be new terms to some of you, but the 3D world into the 5D world um, mm-hmm. and really be getting beyond the human experience. Mm-hmm. And that can sound intimidating, but it's actually super fun and it's super, super liberating cool and it's liberating all the silly things, you know, that we as humans worry about don't seem as big mm-hmm. when you start diving into the bigger stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Daniel Page is her name. Um, she has an Instagram called mm-hmm. I am Daniel Page and Page is P-A-I-G-E. Yeah, and we'll link her um, in the description mm-hmm. so you can follow her. She also has a podcast. Uh, she does, they're called, what? How, what does she exactly call them? Her circles? Um, they're called moon circles. Moon circles. And her podcast is Cosmic Body. Yeah. Which is just, it really is. Um, empowering and mm-hmm. very inspiring. We left the uh, interview feeling we were flying high for a couple yeah. hours. So and she answered a lot of great questions mm-hmm. that we had about courting even. Some predictions about 2022. Yeah. So it's a super exciting first interview, mm-hmm. honestly. Lots of fun. So get ready for a deep dive some high vibes and mm-hmm. some fun with Danielle Page. Yeah. We're excited. And if last thing, stay open minded and take what resonates with you and leave the rest. Absolutely great advice. Yeah. yeah. So we hope you enjoy this, our first interview. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Today we have a really exciting guest. Um, and we're so excited to introduce her. I've been following Daniel Page. I am Daniel Page on Instagram for a while and just been intrigued with her. I listened to, to a Instagram live and I just couldn't get enough to tell you quite, quite honestly. And I was just intrigued with her honesty, her authenticity, her voice. I loved how her voice sounded. Mm -hmm. It just resonates with so much wisdom. It's like I could hear layers and layers and layers of 
um, time that she's been here in her voice and all the things that she was teaching were things that I really haven't heard before. I haven't mm-hmm. heard them said in that particular way. So Daniel Page, I found out soon afterwards, is an intuitive astrologer, a spiritual teacher, and a consciousness guide. And she does all kinds of amazing things like moon circles once mm-hmm. a month, a lot women gather, um, you know, through technology, through um, her in, through her tribe, and she offers these through Instagram, these magical circles, mm-hmm. and people say they just feel amazingly uplifted after experiencing these. They have breakthroughs and all kinds of things. So I'm going to join them. I know Bailey's going to yeah, too. I can't wait. And she's in the process of writing a book, and she also has an astrology mystery school, and she's also writing a new astro hack to help all of us understand astrology a little bit better. Yeah, she makes astrology, it sounds like, become more um, obtainable and understandable for maybe those who are new to astrology or want to find out more. So we're so excited to have you. Tell us about your journey, about how you, I find it fascinating that you were in the corporate world because we work with a lot of women in the corporate Mm -hmm. world. So tell us about, because you said you weren't spiritual and I found that so fascinating. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here and for the beautiful introduction. And um, yes, I feel like, you know, I feel like all of us are really in the corporate world because that's all we know, especially my generation, people maybe um, a little bit older than me and people maybe just a drop younger than me. That's all we knew. Now it's changing, but you know, I'm 43. So that's, that's just what you did. You know, I didn't know anything else. So my background is actually an interior design and architecture. I have a master's degree and I was doing that because I've always loved that. And the, the ironic part is when I was younger, I was always moving the energy of the space, but I didn't know that, right? There was no, there was no concept or I didn't have that in my consciousness. So to me, it was like, oh, I like the furniture. Oh, I like the space. And granted, I do like that as well. And that's, I feel like one of my gifts and also a hobby. Um, I didn't understand the energetic component behind it until later on in life. So yeah, my background is in interior design architecture. I was working at one of the top architecture firms in the world when I was living in Boston after grad school. And I was uh, miserable to say the least. I, you know, was working on blueprints all day long, working with the engineers, working with the um, contractors. And, you know, it's, it's not that it was a horrible job. It was a horrible job for me and my soul. And at the time, I had no idea of what to do. I just spent four and a half years in grad school. So that's insane. Not undergrad, four and a half years of grad school with a year long thesis. Okay. So after that, I was just happy to be done and I wasn't happy there. And I just kept saying, I need to help people. I need to help people, but I didn't know what that meant. And I remember at the time I was living with my boyfriend and he was like, you know, just be so grateful you're at this firm, you know, people would die to be here. And I said, yeah, but I'm not happy, you know? And so at that point I was around 29, I was just starting to get my voice. You know, I'm not, I'm always been the same Danielle, really the people that know me, but I'm a stronger, more connected, more tuned in version of me. And so at 29, I didn't really know my voice. I didn't really know who I was, but I kept saying there's more, there's more, but I didn't know what that was. So then you know, I'll just give you the brief because I think this is really important for people to know. And if they want to hear more of this, I go in detail on episode one and two of Cosmic Body Podcast. That's my podcast. And um, so basically I was in, I was for my 30th birthday, I went to France with my boyfriend and I was so excited to be there two weeks off from work, you know, traveling all around. 
And when I get there, he starts acting weird. And so I, you know, I didn't, I tried to talk to him. He wouldn't really open up to me. He was shutting down. And I'm like, oh my God, I think he's going to propose. Like, we didn't really talk about this, but like, he's acting so weird. And so on my birthday, we're at a restaurant and he breaks up with me on my 30th birthday at a restaurant. Something that I wish you could write out of a movie, but it was actually happening to me. And so that was a lot to take in and a lot to handle. And now I look back and honestly, there's zero hate. There's zero anything because it was supposed to happen. And thank God I'm not with him. I was never supposed to be with him. But at the time, it was so um, painful. And so what happened is I got this hit of it's time to go back to California. That's where I'm from. But, you know, at the time, I didn't know that was a download from spirit, but I just got this strong intuition of, okay, it's time to go back to California. So I quit my job. I didn't have anything lined up. People didn't understand that at the time. They were, you know, what firm are you going to next? And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. And they couldn't understand. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just listening. I'm just trusting, right? And so at some point, we have to just trust, even if we don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to California. That's, um, it was around 2008. That's when the economy tanked. So there were zero design jobs. Every single one of my friends that was an architect or designer getting laid off, moving at home with their parents. So now I'm living at home with my parents have a graduate degree, can't find a job to save my life, have no money, crying over my relationship and literally feel like I'm completely the biggest loser ever. And it was so sad and it was so hard because this is not how I pictured my life, but that's exactly what needed to happen because a little bit after that, and again, I go in detail more in my podcast, a little bit after that, I started waking up and having dreams that were so real and I would feel them for like an hour afterwards. And then I would start having dreams that started showing me things that would happen during the day. And then they would happen during the day. And I was in shock, right? I couldn't even understand. Like I, I did not have access to this part of life before, this magic and this mystery. So I was a little overwhelmed and confused. And I didn't have anyone to tell. Because again, this was before Instagram, like before Facebook was really big. There were no groups of like, how to do your spiritual journey, right? There was nothing like this. It was just me and maybe someone in Topanga Canyon, that like on a hill, but I was like, what? I'm scared to go there, right? I just didn't know what was going on. So I started listening to spirit. And then I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I saw a spirit right in front of me. And I have never in my life, so a lot of people grew up seeing things as kids. I'm gonna tell you, I did not. I was not one of those. I was very shut down. My journey didn't start until I was 30 at my Saturn return. And um, this, when I opened up, I honestly did not know what was happening. So I got very scared at first, but then I got guidance from spirit and I just kept listening and I was following and listening spirit. And I mean, there's way more in that, but now 13 years later, here I am, connect with spirit every day. It's a part of my life. It, my job is to see beyond the veil and to bring that information to people. So whether it's astrology, which is just a tool I use or consciousness, it's all connected. So I'm a little different than other astrologers. I think a lot of astrologers are strictly in that zone, but astrology is a tool that I've used in many lifetimes. So we then go beyond that and we connect and see how everything is connected. So it's been blood, sweat, and tears, but I am at the happiest point of my life that I've ever been since I turned, you know, 40, now I'm 43, and I'm, I'm loving life so much right now. So fabulous. I just, yeah. you know, I don't think a lot of our people will understand the impact of the Saturn return. Can you talk just a yeah. little bit about that? 
Absolutely. And here's a little plug. I have a Saturn return astro hack coming out very soon. I'll be finishing it this week. So Saturn return is really powerful and we have many turning points in our life. And this is one reason why I love astrology because it's astrology is not meant to predict your future. We have free will. So I want to make that very clear. There's no like, oh, you're not going to have children or, oh, you are, oh, you're not getting married. Like that is all BS. Okay. So that's not the real beautiful, mystical science of astrology. What astrology does is show you the cycles and the patterns and the vibration that your soul is brought into, or born into in this lifetime. So with the Saturn return, that is something that we all go through between 28 and a half, 29 to 30. Roughly, we go through this energetic transformation. And that's where Saturn returns to the same position as when you were born. So it takes about 29 and a half years to go around and come back to the same position. And so whether you believe in astrology or not, it doesn't matter. You still feel the vibration of Saturn. And that's what I teach is that every planet is a different vibration. And you don't need to know astrology, but you're definitely going to feel the different effects. And with Saturn, We feel it as something heavy. It's a little repressive. Now, it's not bad or it's not negative, but Saturn is like when you know when you you watch these movies and you have these Catholic nuns and they're like hitting you with a ruler and they're like, don't talk to that boy, eat your vegetables, right? That is Saturn. Saturn wants the highest good for you. So it's going to keep you in line. So that's why around 20 and a half, 29, 30, we all go through this major change in our life. And that's because Saturn returns back to the placement and says, hey, It is time for your soul maturity. It is time for you to wake up and get on track with what you came here to do. So Saturn is part of your karmic journey of your destiny of one of your, some of your biggest fears, but it's also going to be your biggest success and biggest accomplishment because Saturn is going to make you work throughout your life for this. So that's why around 30, everyone freaks out or gets divorced or gets married or has a baby or quits their job or loses their job or has an identity crisis, right? Because Saturn is saying, hey, whatever you were doing before might not be in alignment with the truth of why you came to earth. So now we're going to get you in alignment. And that's for me, you know, everyone's journey is different. Not everyone has to have such an intense Saturn return as me, but I have learned that my soul's like, likes a little bit of vavoom with things, right? I, I like, it's like, if you want to get my attention universe, you're going to really like slap me hard because I'm going to know that way. So I've learned that a little bit. And, um, you know, I was not doing anything in alignment with my spiritual soul. You know, Danielle was living Danielle's life, but the spiritual, the true aspect of me had to come out. So then that was a whole journey of unlearning behavioral patterns, et cetera, et cetera. But the Saturn return is this journey of really it's your becoming of who you're meant to become here in this life and what you're meant to do. So it is a turning point. Now we have that around 30 and we also go through another one around 60 and then another one around 90. So every 30 years. Wow. Yeah. It explains so much for everyone. That's why I love the people that don't believe in astrology and think it's BS. I'm like, no, honey, you're just reading the horoscopes. And that is BS. That's not what I do. And I can't even mention the word horoscope. I mean, that, that's not in my vocabulary. That's not the true essence of this mystical, mystical craft. Yeah. And would you say that there is a, because everybody's Saturn return would be specific for them. Mm-hmm. Correct. And say if you know that your Saturn return is coming up, is there any way maybe to certain things to pay attention to or a way to get 
prepared for it or to know if you're in alignment? Yeah, I mean, the the reason why I'm doing the astro hack is I'm going to go through every Saturn in every sign and Saturn in every house. There's 12 houses in the chart mm -hmm. and I will go through every single one. And that way people are going to understand, okay, this is a glimpse into my energy. And then that's a starting point and they could feel into that. So um, yeah, it's, you know, first of all, it's nothing to be afraid of. Um, it is literally this initiation into who we're here to become. So it is really our entry into adulthood. And we don't have a lot of initiation anymore. You know, they used to do this in, in cultures a long time ago. And I think that's really important to bring back. And so to me, I feel like a Saturn return is part of that initiation of stepping into who we're here to become. Mm, how exciting. Yeah, yeah. Sounds super exciting. So when you're, when you're older and you're coming into your Saturn return, let's say you're 60 or 58, 59, 60, then it must be a different, is it, is it just a realignment? It's, it really depends on what kind of work you're doing in this lifetime, because if you're listening to your Saturn return around 2930 and you do the work, then you're going to be on track. So I like to say it's kind of like a lock and loading where we get more um, deeper in alignment because there's always levels and layers. Like, yes, I've gone through so much. Yes, I'm in alignment with my soul. And let me tell you, there's still other layers that I don't even know about yet because that's the journey of consciousness. Like, I don't know about them because I'm not there yet. Even though I've traversed timelines and um, realities and dimensions a lot more than most of the average person it doesn't matter. I still have so much more to go because that's the journey, right? So um, I would say it depends on really what we do at our first Saturn return. Now, there's people that don't wake up until later in life, and that's okay. That's their journey. You know, the children that are being born now and the younger generation now, they are more conscious and they're getting things now. Mm -hmm. That's being said is if they're not plugged into the mainstream media and not getting programmed with the narratives, right? So that's something that people have to watch out for. But I know like my parents' generation, the consciousness is not there as much overall. And they are starting to wake up a little bit later, but that's also their soul group and their soul journey. So it depends, you know, if someone wasn't awake before and wasn't connected in, maybe that sudden return around 60, that's going to be the gift of their life to change them. And they're, they start their coaching business or they start doing healing work, or they start really loving themselves on a deeper level at that point. So it really depends on like where you're at and what your consciousness is and what you're doing. And that's what I always like to say, we have so much free will. I, I don't know what someone's going to do with it. That's that's up to them. But um, yeah, we have just so much free will in this lifetime, but we also have some boundaries that our soul set, and these are contracts. And so you can learn that through astrology, what our contracts are. So fascinating because mm -hmm. I was in fitness for many, many years and my daughter and I have always been very spiritual and done a lot of practices mm -hmm. together. And she said, you never talk about your soul work. And so now that I'm, you know, I'm 60, it might, and we're launched, we have, we have retreats. I know you talked about your retreats, which mm -hmm. I will ask you about. I know you're not doing them anymore. I mean, I know so much about you. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking you. <laughs> so, and so we do, I was led to do retreats. And then my daughter was in Bali and she ended up coming with me. And it's like, everything is being just, aligned. We're so grateful. Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. And, and it's just interesting hearing you explain that mm -hmm. another Saturn return happens at 60 mm -hmm. because a lot of the work mm -hmm. that we do now and my mom really stepping into her spirituality and then me stepping into my spirituality and I feel like also 
people are, like you said, people are becoming more conscious mm -hmm. lately. Um, like the veil. So it's just been a crazy, yeah. crazy, mm -hmm. I would say year and a half, two years for us. So it's just interesting hearing that she was going through her Saturn return during all. Yeah. This and it's beautiful. And that's why everything, you know, is in alignment. That's why let's, I think one of the first lessons is to not judge. Oh, you know, I'm 45, let's say, and I'm still not sure what my spiritual, that that's okay. Like you, you're exactly where you need to be to get the lessons that you need to be like, listen, there are some people doing the work that I do that were seven years old talking to ghosts and doing stuff. I didn't do that. Right. But there's no, my, 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 my path was perfect and your path is perfect. And I think that's one of the most important things that we have to understand in the soul um, spiritual journey is we have to let go of what our ego wants and really listen to what our soul wanted. Listen, you know, I'm 43 and still single granted, you know, that all that stuff is happening now for me and I'm very happy. But at the same time, I knew in my thirties that it just wasn't the path for me for love at the time. It was for me to step into my career, to build everything that I've built. And there was a lot of acceptance that came with it. And trust me, there were tears and there was sadness but I also, that's what I've learned to teach people is we really have to trust the soul plan, not exactly what our ego wants, because they are two very, very different things. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And you're, you're so clear, like your throat chakra is so crystal clear and very dynamic and very, uh, it, it's a really just very activating, I think for people when they hear you speak, at least that's how I felt when I Thank heard you, you speak. And mine used to be closed. And then um, a couple years ago, it got opened up through an experience that we'll talk about on a podcast. We won't share it right now because we want to talk about you. <laughs> so how did you, how do you clear your chakra, stay grounded and when there's so much swirling around us and you're mm -hmm. just like a beacon? I mean, you're just, you're so powerful. Thank you. Um, you know, for me, I'm very, very clear on why I came to earth and what my mission is. And there's nothing else in the world that I would be doing. You know, I am obviously I'm more advanced now that when I started, but I'm still saying the same kind of things when I had 500 people following me versus 72,000 on my Instagram. It doesn't matter. I am me and this is my purpose. I didn't come here to be Instagram famous. I didn't come here to be like on TV. If that happens because I need to get the message out, then that's beautiful. But I am, to me, I'm so aligned with my truth. So I would say for people, you know, get very clear on your purpose and why you're here and, and understand that purpose evolves. You know, it's not just one thing. I started with astrology, but now it's so much more than that. It's channeling, it's consciousness, it's understanding. I mean, the, the kind of information that I'm getting right now, even from six months ago, you know, like my head would have spun then. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. we are shifting and we're growing so much. So, you know, I also, one of my gifts is I see things from a higher perspective. You know, I'm a projector in um, human design. I, I have this ability to see um, bigger picture. Do I see everything? No, because we're still here in the matrix, right? But because of that, you know, and I was even thinking about that this morning. So it's funny that you asked that is like, um, people are like, how do you not get scared and overwhelmed? Like, yes, things that are going on in the world, it is overwhelming and it is getting scary at times. But then I just constantly go back to things. I understand illusion. I understand the matrix. I understand the dynamics of human energy. And we are in a polarity right now. We are playing things out. So I'm watching, it's like a video game and we are here and we are here for these lessons. So, so the reality is what people might not fully get. And so I want you to hear this, whether this makes sense, not or now, and whether something really horrible in your definition of horrible happens or really beautiful, they're both the experiences on this earth plane. And I also understand that this earth plane is very temporary 
and we are going to go back to spirit soon and that is our real home right so knowing that I am so happy to be here and eat good food and have comfortable bed. I mean, I'm a true tourist, right? And, and kiss, <laughs> kiss my lover, right? And, and hold his hand and, and look into his eyes. I mean, these are all beautiful gifts that we get to have. So when you have that perspective, to me, that's the perspective we need to have as we're going through this um, great awakening that's happening. Yeah. When do you think that it might, like, can you give us any tidbits on 2022? I know you do. I'm, I'm going to be purchasing your, she, she puts this on Instagram, your overview of the year. I can't wait till it comes out. <laughs> yeah. But do you have any tidbits that you can let it, is it going to be just as chaotic? Do you feel like it'll be, I know we're in the, the process of this huge awakening. So what are your thoughts on that? So I'm still, I'm working out the 2022 astrology and I don't have all the details, but what I will say is that I, what I think people need to understand is people are still, and I, I, you know, I know, I don't know who your audience is exactly like what level they're at. So I'm going to say this with, with as much grace and love as I can. I think people need to stop thinking when it's just going to end and everything's going to be perfect because the reality is, and I do, I mean this with love and grace and I don't. I'm never about scaring anyone. It is just the reality that we are shifting. We are moving into um, a different vibration. So even if that is rainbows and unicorns, that is still a different vibration. Or let's just say it feels like it's very um, suppressive. That's a different vibration as well. So we are moving into, it's not going to be the same. You know, earth is, um, earth has a vibration. She has a she, I mean, we can call it, to me, it feels like a she, but really there's no she or he in spirit, but it feels like the a feminine vibration. And she is a soul and she is evolving her soul. So as above, so below. And that's where this comes into higher consciousness is that we are evolving as she evolves as well. As she's breathing, we are breathing as well. So I think the bigger thing is for people to understand that it's, we have to let go of how things were and we have to move forward and and really call in that which what we desire and what we want. You know, 2022, um, you know, the nodes change, the, the, the nodes change from um, Gemini and Sag into Taurus and Scorpio. And, you know, that comes with it a whole bunch of stuff. Like what I feel like for the rest of this year, as we're wrapping up the nodes in Gemini and Sag, I think travel is going to be more restrictive. I think there's going to have more rules and more censorship happening. And I think it's going to get a little stronger when the nodes move into Taurus and Scorpio in January. I think we're going to see a shift, but you know, Taurus comes with its own bag of chips, right? We talk about money, the financial, um, you know, financial is going to drop. I actually think there's something that's going to happen maybe October um, with the um, financial world and that's also bringing in the north node in january so i think watch to this fall with um with money that's going to change and then um taurus comes with food and the food supply so i think we're going to see some stuff about that um, but then we have the south node in scorpio and scorpio is all about all that hidden dark dirty stuff so the reality is there's going to be more stuff coming up more stuff that's like, you know, could be very sexual stuff, could be very dark. And there's all the stuff that you want to um, hide under the rug. That's going to be coming up too. So do I think that in 2022, everything is just going to end and it's going to be Mary Poppins? No, I don't. Um, you know, when I sat down in meditation at the beginning of quarantine, 
I still remember this. It was so potent. I was just going into meditation. I wasn't really thinking about anything specific. And I got this information and I jumped out of my skin. You know, this is when they're like two weeks to flatten the curve, right? But nobody really knew what was going on. But I got specifically three years. And at that point, when we're hearing two weeks and to hear three years, I'm like, oh my God, what? And I literally jumped out of it. And I like almost had like a panic attack because I'm like, what the hell is that? So what I got is that there's a shift, but then I also know that in 2024, Pluto moves into Aquarius. That's a whole new change. So where we are going is so big and so different. I think we really need to put our big girl pants on, right? Mm -hmm. And we really need to know that if you are here and you are awake and you're listening to this podcast, that means you are wanting to evolve your soul and you're wanting to help this. So you are part of this awakening and we have to do everything we can to work together because that's the Aquarian age is that there's no hierarchy. There's no big boss and everyone follows the leader, right? It's all of us coming together in community and all of us sharing our gifts. And then that it's like a choir. And I have chills as I'm saying this, it's a choir that, um, you know, maybe I have a good voice or maybe you have a good voice, but if we put our voices together, how beautiful is that rhythm and that vibration and that, that frequency going to be? And that's the Aquarian age. So we all have to come together and we can't wait for a lot of people are like waiting for me to say stuff online, which I could barely say anymore because the censorship is so big. I could barely say anything anymore. Right. But, But I tell people don't wait for me. Please use your voice. I don't care if you have five followers. I don't care if you only have one friend in the world please use your voice because that's how we shift. Anyways, that was a long story, but I went off on a tangent. That was powerful. (laughs) Powerful. And I think that's the most important thing with this Aquarian age is that it's a collective effort. And the more and more that we all communicate and talk and share ideas and spread the word or- And share your light. And share your light because we all need it, especially during- these this past yeah. year and everything shifting and mm-hmm. with change change is always uncomfortable for a lot of people I know that some with change I really have to get grounded and make sure that I'm going mm-hmm. inward and taking care of myself if the outside world is really chaotic so mm-hmm. anytime that there is you know a shift it's going to be uncomfortable um and I I did want to ask you how what are, how do you make sure that you're taking care? Like, what are a couple of simple tips that you implement into your daily lifestyle that keep you grounded and clear when everything around you, you know, all of this is going on and a little bit chaotic? Yeah. um, Beautiful question, because to me, everything is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, first of all, I am just very clear in my life. I don't have anyone in my life that I feel like is draining my energy or um, is not aligned with me. Now, I'm not saying that they have to agree with me. We have to say the same thing. I have lots of friends that, um, not lots, I would say I have a handful of friends that like made choices that I don't agree with, with everything going on. Um, but my friendship is more important because I understand their integrity. Now, if they were draining my energy and um, negative, um, then that would be a different story Then I would not have them in my life. Right. So to me, I make sure that everyone around me is of the highest good. You know, I'm, I just do not have space for people. And that's where I have very strong boundaries. I, I don't care if I was alone for a year, if, if in rather than having somebody like a bunch of people around me that were not, um, high vibe and were not helping me be the best that I can be. So I, I'm very clear on that. 
um, you know, every day doing breath work, um, just stopping, connecting with my heart, placing my hand on my heart, asking, you know, how do I feel right now? Because we can get so much in the mental realm that we need to drop back in our body. So asking my heart, how does she feel and what does she need? Simple, simple things. Um, you know, I have a very healthy lifestyle. Am I perfect? No, but I also understand my body and what I've been through. I mean, my, my podcast is called Cosmic Body for a reason. I'm super sensitive. And so I can't even tolerate sugar at all, at all. I don't have sugar. I don't have dairy. I don't have wheat. I don't have gluten. I don't have soy. Now to someone else that might be like, oh my God, that's so restrictive. And it's like, no, I've actually developed such an abundance of other foods in my life. So I mainly eat organic because I can't function. If I put something in my body that doesn't, um, it's not a high vibration, I don't feel good. I feel sluggish and brain fog and I can't do that. So I eat really healthy. Um, I have only, you know, really good people around me. Um, what else? I, um, I do enemas and colonics often. I use my amp coil. It's a pulse electromagnetic frequency device um, to bring me back up um, to a high vibrational. I've done water fasting that has changed my life for my gut because my gut was really bad with Lyme. I went through Lyme um, and Epstein-Barr and parasites and heavy metals and fungus and candida and mold. I mean, I've been through it all. So um, yeah, I mean, to me, it's like mind, body, soul, making sure I'm, you know, praying, meditating, whatever feels good to you, making sure I'm feeding my body, making sure I'm connecting to my body. And also just my environment is so important to you. You know, I do talk a lot about moving and I, and I am looking for a new place, but in the meantime, my space, even though small, it's my sanctuary. And I make sure that I don't even let people in my house if I don't like their energy, I won't, I won't allow them in here. So um, to me, that's a holistic approach to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, we're super sensitive as well to energy. We're so sensitive to like, I don't, I know we were talking about alcohol and a little bit, and I don't drink for that reason, just because it affects my energy just way too much. It, it, I'm just super sensitive to it. And I'm like zero judgment, you know, for anybody else, but for oh, myself, really? I just, it doesn't work for me. It, it uh, messes with my energetic connection. And I think that this is our vessel mm -hmm. and how we can, if we're not clear, we really can't connect as well, at least for myself, I just can't connect as well and here as well. And so, um, do you feel like time is speeding up? Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, because when, you know, we're moving 3D, 5D, we're moving 60, 70, we're moving beyond. Okay. There's other realms besides 5D. And when 3D is very, 3D is a form, 3D is the physical. So I'm hitting my table right now, right? I'm showing you guys, this is my mug. It's, it's energy vibration slow down into form so we can see it, right? Everything is a vibration, but it's just slowed down or sped up. But as we move into the higher consciousness and we are moving into we're more of a light body vibration, there is no concept of time. Things happen immediately. So that's why things are feeling like they are getting faster because in a essence, they are. Time only can, you know, time is actually interesting to circle back to before. Time is connected to Saturn because Saturn is the one thing in the birth chart that says it takes a long time. There are a whole life, like it starts around our Saturn return, but we don't master it. It's a light, we master it throughout our entire lifetime. So Saturn is connected to Kronos, which is the God of time, which is actual physical time that we made up here in this realm. So we are getting sped up. We are moving faster. And that's why we're also being able to manifest things at the drop of a hat. So you have to be very clear now on what you want 
and, and what you say, because it is happening. I mean, I'm literally saying things and then the next minute it's happening and I'm like, boom, 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 like, whoa. I'm like, okay, you know, let's go. Like, it's, it's almost like fun. You gotta look at it as a game, but you have to also have to be very clear on your subconscious and what's going on because you're, you're manifesting and creating every second of the day, whether you realize it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether you're not choosing, it's still choosing. I mean, yeah. right? Because you're still yeah. creating. I and then you. Um, I was speaking to you earlier before we actually were recording about your amazing post on Instagram. Um, it's. I kind of look like it as a prayer, and I've been sharing with my life coaching clients. I think it's amazing. It's about being sovereign especially with all B and can you explain courting? Because I told Bailey, we go in the grocery mm-hmm. store, we can get courted. You can, you know, be courted, you know, through technology, you can be courted in a lot of different ways. So can you explain that to our listeners? Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to break it down in the easiest way possible. So every thought, every pattern, every frequency has a vibration and what people don't understand, again, it comes back to cosmic body we, a lot of people just think, okay, you're there. You start, you start and stop there. And I start and stop here. But what we're not seeing is the invisible realm of energy. And we're actually more energy than anything else. This physical realm is a small percentage of what's happening. So that's why when I woke up at 30 and I saw beyond the veil, I was like, uh, there's a whole other world that nobody's talking about here. (laughs) Right. Um, so anyways, so every thought, every pattern, every voice, every, every word, every frequency, um, creates a pattern, like a ripple in the field. And so then that can create a chord, if you want to call it that, from me to you, or from um, you know, even us having this conversation right now, we're sharing and exchanging energy. And even though if you guys love me, right, your energy might get all up in my stuff because you're like so, and I'm just using this example, okay, because this happens online all the time. People that, let's say, love my work and follow me, they don't mean any harm, but they're just so into me that like, I can feel them in my field. And sometimes it feels suffocating and they're not doing anything wrong, but if you're sensitive, you can feel the energetic connection. So it's very important that all throughout the day, you're constantly cutting cords. And what I do is just ask, you know, Archangel Michael, there's controversy with Archangels. People don't like that. I, you know, call Archangel Michael, call on God's spirit divine, call on any ancestors you want to call on any gods, goddesses, whatever you feel good. I'm not here to tell people what to call on, but call on, you could call on your I am presence, your higher self. That's really the best way to go. Okay. Cause we, you know, you're, it's legit. <laughs> it's, it's you, there's no interference there and ask them to cut all cords with anyone that's connected to you. Um, for any reason, right? It doesn't matter. You know, even you two have cords together that are not healthy. Even if you love each other, they're not healthy because if we have too much of other people's energy in our field, even again, if you guys love each other, it's hard for you to see yourself and it's hard for you to see clearly because then you have her thought patterns on you and you have your, her thought patterns on you. Right. So we have to make sure that we're clear constantly. And that's why I spend a lot of time alone. And that's why I um, recoup because when I'm alone in my field, then I can hear spirit and I can see it. You know, I don't, I'm not around a lot of people all the time because it's interference and it gets noisy and then I can't hear. Right. So we just asked it to be sent back to cut cords, send it back to them with love. And then always replace whatever you took out with um, either golden light from the divine, you know, the violet light, violet flame or white light, whatever you want to do. And, and I've heard of other ways to do it as well. And tell me if these are legit or not is like using um, energetic pink scissors or 
I'm seeing it at like if you're corded in your or you feel cord coming in your back or something, you can just dissolve it with white light and wash it off. Do you any of that or do you just really just think it's the I am presence or Archangel Michael or any of the other? Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. There's no rule book of what to do. And I think that's what people when they're starting the spiritual journey, they're they're trying to do everything exactly how as the teacher says. But it's all about intention at the end of the day. You can, I can get ninja swords. I can get a machete. I can get a candle. I can get like, you know, I can do a backflip and, you know, cut it in half. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. It's all about the intention and, and focus. And that's what energy. And when you learn to manipulate energy, and I don't mean manipulate in a negative way, because I don't do any black magic. We all manipulate energy every day, but manipulate it for the highest good. So when you learn to manipulate energy, it's all about intention and direction and, and focus. That's magic with a K. Yeah, because I, I was, um, I'm 25 and I'm just kind of learning. Like, would you say if you attach, because I, I was on this huge um, yoga retreat. I just got back a couple of days ago, but I was around 30 other girls. And I thought that I was like a major extrovert, but I was starting to realize that the more and more time I was there, because I was there for around three weeks, the more and more time I needed time alone. Yeah. And I would get super caught up in other people's energies yeah. to the point where I was like, I didn't, I didn't even know if I could say anything. So I had like gotten so wrapped up in everybody's, you know, thoughts or comments. And so the longer it went on, the more I had to. So I guess what I'm curious about is is it like a constant practice at first and a constant needing to kind of recoup by yourself? And as you get more aware of it, um, you don't have to do it as much, or is there certain people that are more, um, I guess, can absorb cord cords easier? Do you listen? We all have different energy and there's a lot of people that are like, you know, just don't take on their energy. Just don't. And I'm like, mm. You are not me, you know, in human design, my entire body is open. Okay. So I am, and, and every healer I've ever worked with, they're like, I've actually never met someone as open and sensitive as you are. And I say, yeah, it's say, they say it every time. So here's the thing, everyone, we have a different constitution, just why some people could eat dairy and be fine. I can't, I would die, right? I would be in the bathroom for days. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we, we have different energetic constitutions as well, but it's also a part of getting to know ourselves. And, you know, at 25, you know, we don't know ourselves as well as you will at 30, at 35, it's 40, you're just going to know, like now I could walk in a room and I'm like, uh-uh, hell no. And I walk out sometimes because I'm like, don't want to be here. Whereas maybe a 25 year old would have been, been like, okay, it feels weird, but why? Oh, I don't want to be rude. What's going on? Maybe it's just me. Like, I'd be like, sorry, like F that. And I'm out of here. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. to me, I think it's about time and deeply knowing your soul. I mean, that's really the core of my work is knowing your soul. That's it. Astrology is a tool, but I have lots of tools in the, you know, it's like, I'm a doctor, you, like in the old days, open up. It's like, okay, what do you want to use this? You want to use that, right? These are all tools, but it's get to know your soul. And we do that by connecting and living and breathing. And again, at 25, you're, you know, some stuff. And then at 26 and then 27, you know, if we're conscious time is a beautiful thing because it helps us know us better. It doesn't mean we can't know ourselves at 25. I just feel that um, as we go through life and we have these experiences, we learn about ourselves. Like I, I, I there's still things I'm going to learn about myself, but I, I am pretty tuned in to what works for me and what does not. Yeah. At this point, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's knowledge is power kind of, yeah. thing. you know, I always say like, mm-hmm. if you're aware, then that's a great first step and totally still learning. Totally. Um, when you went through your, cause I was also thinking about when you went through your huge shift in your life, what did your, how did you handle, because you now you're very self-assured and you can walk in a room and walk out if it's not vibrating and, you know, are you feeling, you know, lower by lower energies and all the other reasons why you would leave. What, um, how did you handle all of the people around you when you were making these shifts? Because a lot of our people are making big, huge shifts mm-hmm. and they have a lot family members are going, what's going on. Are you going crazy? Like what, yeah. you know, so how did you handle that? And do you have any tips for, our- yeah, that's a good question. And I will say that, um, once I started awakening to the true essence of who I was, and once I got over the first couple of weeks of, oh my God, I'm scared. Like what is happening? Cause I actually thought I was going crazy at first, but then I realized I wasn't because I said, you know, and again, I always, my disclaimer, I have no disrespect to, we don't like to use the word crazy or label people as crazy, but I'm going to tell you how I felt. This was, I felt crazy, but then I said, no, I'm not going crazy because if I was going crazy or losing my mind. I wouldn't have that that foresight or the consciousness to be like, do I look crazy, right? Someone that's totally lost their marbles has just lost their marbles and they're not questioning if they've lost their marbles, right? Mm-hmm. So that was like, whoa, okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and I was like, I'm good, right? And that's how much consciousness I had even when I was, I was like still seeing myself, seeing myself, watching myself, watching myself, right? But even in that, once I opened up to who I was, it felt so good and I had this wholeness in my heart that I have never felt in 30 years. In 30 years before that, I always felt alone. You know, I have nice parents and nothing major happened, right? But like, I just didn't matter. It was how I perceived them. And I always felt alone. I didn't necessarily want to be here. I would cry a lot growing up. It wasn't anything that they did. It was just my my journey of understanding and learning to connect with myself and then when, when that veil lifted and I started having this awakening, it felt like home. I can't explain it. And I was happier than I've ever been. So to be honest, once that happened and once, here's the thing, once you get clarity and you know, if people are still doubting, if other people are going to say weird things about them or whatever, then I'm going to tell you, you did not, you're not locked and loaded with your soul. You're not. Because if you're locked and loaded with your soul, it doesn't give a F. I'm trying not to cast in the podcast, right? It doesn't matter what anyone says because they might think, oh, she's going crazy or whatever. But who the hell cares? Because I was happier and more connected and more in tune than I've ever felt in 30 years. It was the best gift of my life. And I was clear. I'm listening. I'm getting information. I'm seeing beyond. I'm seeing what I'm seeing. It's still the same. The people that are yelling at you for saying stuff, they're over here. You're over here. Now, I'm not saying it's a hierarchy as in we're better, but I'm saying I'm watching you yell and watching the other side of the story. You're just yelling and you can't see the other side of the story. So again, it's having this awareness. Mm -hmm. So I didn't care. Once I told my, I told my parents, I'm like, Hey, listen, this is what's happening. And like, I didn't give a crap what they thought, because I've also known that they're as much as they're very nice people, they're in a different dimension and reality. And that's their journey. And I'm not here to people please or impress them. Because if I was here to impress them the whole life, I would be miserable because they don't see anything. And again, it doesn't make them bad people. They're just completely unconscious. 
Mm-hmm. You could be a nice person and unconscious, but they're completely unconscious. And I knew very quickly that it wasn't my journey. So I didn't care at all what they think or whatever. And, you know, luckily my mom has been super supportive. My dad still doesn't get it, but he sees, you know, um, how I'm helping people and how I'm happy and the kind of money I'm making. And he's like, I don't know, just keep doing what you're doing. Right? But he's an aerospace engineer. He doesn't get it at all. And he will never understand it. He mm-hmm. cannot understand it. He's still is like, does not get what I do. But here's the thing it's I don't care because once you are connected with your soul, you understand that I chose them as parents for my lesson and my journey, but it does not matter if they get it or not. It does not change the fact that I am here. I'm a soul. I'm a teacher. I'm here to do my work. So again, going back to it, to me, it does not matter what anyone says because I am happy and I am here to look in the mirror not anyone else so I honestly do not give a shit what anyone says because I know I'm living my truth and maybe they'll get it one day maybe they won't doesn't matter I love that I love your analogy that you did on one of your um, podcasts um, about um, certain people being on level one on like maybe you're in an apartment building and they're on yes. level one and you're on level two and you're looking down on level one and you're they're fine but the level one can't really embrace the people on the top floor because yeah. they just can't see but the people from the top floor can go oh I was level one maybe you know then level two and you could see it so mm. that was just really great analogy that made complete sense to me yeah and that's what's happening now and also I got that analogy from Caroline Mace um she talked about that once a long time ago I was listening to something and it's true and that's what's happening now these people are screaming logic and they're screaming science or stuff but they're not they don't have the consciousness to actually see what's going on with the bigger picture. And again, we won't get all into that now, but what I'm saying is there are two sides of everything and they don't see beyond the realm. They can't see what's happening. So that's why I don't care what people say. Doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're authentic in your life mm-hmm. and you're with your voice. You I couldn't live any other way. Yeah. I, I, I say whatever I want to say when I want to say, and that's just who I am. And that's what drew me to you. Honestly. Huh. Yeah. So do you we want to do some rapid fire so people just can get to know you? Cause I never yeah. have heard you really just talk about some things that you, um, about yourself so that our, our podcasters might want to know. So what is your favorite, um, way to sage or clear your energy? Do you use, um, you know, what do you, do you use anything or like Palo Cinto or a clearing spray or anything? Yeah, like- I actually have a bell cause I think, um, sound and vibration is more powerful. So I have a bell that I ring prayers around. I think that's, that's the most to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, what's your favorite chakra? Do you have a specific- Ooh, heart chakra for sure? Heart uh, chakra. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? That is, I learned early on that I am here um, to live life through my heart chakra. And, and I think people have a misconception. They think if people are living through the heart chakra, it's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, talk about the rainbows and everyone love and light and hold hands. But you know what the heart chakra is? It's taking off the masks, right? The mask of like the limited beliefs of ourselves or pretending or being an actor and being our true, authentic, raw self. So when you are really fully activated in the heart chakra, you are your raw, authentic self, mm-hmm. no matter what. Love that. love that, which is hard to do sometimes mm-hmm. nowadays, especially with all the different inputs. Um, a favorite podcast or book that you go to um, that for your favorite go-to when you need to lift your spirits? 
oh, I go straight to source. I don't see that's the difference with me as source was my teacher the whole time. There's a lot of beautiful ones, but I go straight to source. I would say, um, you know, a book I read early on in my spiritual journey. So even before I turned 30, I was still, I wouldn't say I was spiritual, but I was always like, they, the spirit would put things on my path. Like I started doing Kundalini yoga um, when I was 20. So like 20 years ago, before, like it got popular, right. I was just doing that because it felt good to my soul. I remember putting it in the VCR when my roommates would leave in Boston and I would like do these, like stick my tongue out and like chant. And I'm like, I don't know, this is like so strange, but I really loved the way it made me feel. So I was doing that. So I was always led to certain things, but I was led to a book. I think it was in junior high and it's still out and it's amazing. So I think this is like an entry level book for people. It's called Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. So he is a um, hypnotherapist and a, like, I think a psychiatrist and he regresses patients and he learned about past lives through regressing patients. So he's very logical. So that's um, really, you know, a lot of people like that. He has a science background and he understands he, and so he writes his books about um, what he's learned from them. So it's really beautiful. That was one of my first books. And I, you know, it's funny when I was reading at the time, I was like, I don't know if I fully understand this, but I really, really like this. <laughs> so yeah. fun. Um, are you a ocean or a mountain girl? Oh, good question. Especially yeah. I'm trying to figure that out with my move. <laughs> that's why I'm, that's why I'm thinking I need two houses. Oh. So, um, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit more of a mountains cause I like to hike. Mm. I think yeah. it changes too. Like yes. a couple of years ago, I was an ocean girl, but now I'm like, Hmm, I could, I could yeah. stay in the mountains for a little while. Um, favorite yeah. place on earth just to go, um, and chill either by yourself or with the significant other. Oh, favorite place on earth. Um, I've been to so many places all over the world. Oh, um, I would love to go either back to Bali with my lover and just chill, mm -hmm. right? And work from there and just like, you know, or I would love to go to um, Italy, like, Positano and like I would love to go there with a lover yeah but, but favorite place in general on earth is Egypt for sure oh yeah for past life oh, yeah okay yeah, yeah. I heard Egypt's amazing it's um, and last question just to kind of wrap this up um what's next for you oh a lot um a move the book um, something that I'm experiencing now, but I can't share, but you'll, you'll find out publicly soon. Um, that's going to be, a, that's a big one for me. Um, and then um, partnership and um, baby. Yeah. So exciting. We are so grateful for your time. We know you're busy and have so many different things going on, but you bring great gifts to this world. And we especially you. love to hear your voice and all the things so where, tell us all the places that our listeners can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Page. And uh, my last name is spelled P-A-I-G-E. Or my website is Danielle Page. And so I have everything on Instagram at the link in my bio or on my website. Those are the two best places to find me right now. 
Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Beautiful questions. I loved it. Mm -hmm. We were grateful to have you. So we can't wait to share um, more more with you and all the things that you do. And Mm -hmm. so thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.